Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. I've mentioned a few times on this this podcast that I never script out anything. Sometimes I have bullet points on my computer screen. Sometimes my computer screen is just black. Sometimes I turn the mic on and I know what I want to talk about and I just talk. This is one of those episodes. And please bear with me. This thing could be a train wreck. But there's something I want to talk about and I don't think I don't think it's fair to even have notes to talk about this. So I hope it's valuable. I hope I hope by the time I get done with this or when you get done listening, you're like, "You know what? I'm glad I spent that time listening to this." Um, but there's something that's been kind of heavy for me lately. Um, one of my mentors from college passed away. Her name was Pat. She, she passed away from Lou Gehrig's, and it, it was quick, um, in, in a matter of, of a few years. And i got to be honest, I've just really struggled with this. I mean, I think when we lose anybody that we care about, it's hard. Losing a loved one is hard. The closer we are to them, the harder it can be. But there's something with Pat that, that was different for me. I looked at Pat, and she was kind of a she was kind of a mother figure to me when I when I went to college. I went to college four and a half hours away from my hometown, and Pat kind of took me under her wing my freshman year of college, and she was my kind of my college mom throughout. Now Pat's actual job, she, her job wasn't to be a mom to a, to an 18 year old kid. Her job was to run the the lectures program for our university. And so what that means is anytime we had a speaker, whether it was an author, a celebrity, a politician, her job was to bring them to our campus. And she coordinated it all. And when they came, she was in charge of the hospitality and making sure everything was good. And, and so my college years were spent doing some really interesting things. We'd bring these people to campus and my job was to pick them up at the airport and take them to dinner and host them and and make them feel welcome and comfortable before they go perform. And the reason why I think this, this, it's hit me so hard with Pat is that in my mind, Pat was immortal. I have never known somebody to have as much energy, to have as much life in them as Pat had. She was the busiest, you know, most go, 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 the most taking care of business person I think I had known at that time and still to, to this day at the top, towards the top of my list. And, you know, a couple years ago when, you know, I got, I got a notification that she was retiring and I thought to myself, well, she's only in her late 60s. I can't imagine she's retiring because she loved what she did. She was the first person I ever looked at and I saw that she loved what she did. It, it sparked me and triggered me in a whole new way. And I got this notification. She was retiring. And I hadn't talked to her in a bit 
before that happened. And so she had a retirement party. So I showed up at her retirement party and it was a wonderful celebration of, of, of all the amazing things that she had done in her career. And when I showed up, I realized that she had Lou Gehrig's and, and she physically had eroded by that point and she was wheelchair bound. And, and I just remember seeing her and I thought, oh my gosh, like this is Pat. Like Pat's invincible. And I just cherished my relationship with Pat and I took so much from it. I've learned so much from her. And I didn't know it at the time, but looking back all these years, I met her 22 years ago. And when I met her, I didn't know she was instilling things in me. I didn't know that she was helping me grow in new ways that years down the road would be instrumental parts of my life. This whole idea of speaking on stage is my worst fear. Still to this day it is. I speak all the time. I love speaking, but it's also my worst fear. That was her. We would have these celebrities and I would go introduce them in front of the crowd, whether the crowd was 200 or 2,000, or there was even this one time, it was, it was 10,000, and, and I was introducing the speaker. And, and she would always just laugh because she knew how much I hated it. And she would continually make me get up there and go and go and go. And the worst, the worst one was when I had, to, I had to introduce Michael Moore. We brought Michael Moore to campus and, and there was so much stir about him coming that we hosted it at our basketball arena. And, and so we had, we had a lot of people at this event and, and there was some, some travel complications. And so Michael Moore was many, many hours late. So I would go up to the podium and I would explain that he's still not here and we have to keep waiting and I would just get booed. We just had all these angry college students just booing me right off the stage. And it kept going and going and going. And eventually the final time I got booed before, during and after, I was talking and I hated it. And I walked back to my seat and as I walked and I sat next to Pat, she, uh, I was just shaking my head and she just patted me on the leg and said, we're just trying to toughen you up, Travis, for your future speaking career. And at the time, the thought of that was insane. There was no chance I was ever going to speak. And uh, fast forward 20 years, here we are. And I just think Pat knew things about me that I didn't know. And she could see it. And she believed in me when I really had no reason to believe in myself. So I miss Pat. And Pat was a legend. She was an absolute freaking legend. Uh, she knew everybody. And when I say she knew everybody, she knew everybody. One of the things that they had at her celebration is they had her old Rolodex. She's very old school. She had the old Rolodex where you spin it and you find the name in alphabetical order. So I was looking for my name and I didn't find it. But a few before where mine would have been was Adam Sandler. And there was Hillary Clinton. And you could go through a who's who of contacting whoever she wanted to, because she had that much influence. She had those relationships. And so over the years, just to be able to have her walk alongside of me and to help me understand what is it like to show hospitality to somebody who might be intimidating to be around, to be in a room that maybe you don't deserve to be in, to speak publicly when you don't want to speak publicly. And I mean, I just, the, the weirdest stories, like she would randomly, one, I remember one day she randomly said, hey, Travis, I need you to come to lunch. Uh, we're having lunch with Bon Jovi and Leonardo DiCaprio. 
okay. And as a 22, 23-year-old college student, that was overwhelming to me. And, but she was there. She was just a constant presence in my life, thrusting me in uncomfortable situations. So I miss Pat. I miss her a lot. And the thing about it is that for as much as I'm talking about Pat, there are probably thousands of people, at least hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people, that have the exact same sentiment about Pat. I have all these amazing stories, and, and I, I, I need to start writing about some of these stories, getting them on paper, and putting all these ridiculous pictures of me with my frosted hair in college and put these pictures to the words of all the amazing things that we got to do during that stretch of time where I was around Pat. But the crazy thing is, is that for as crazy as my stories were, I wasn't unique in that. Other people were impacted by Pat the same as I was. That was just Pat. She dedicated her life to serving others with her unique giftedness, with her relationships, with her influence that only Pat can do. And I did an episode recently about the pursuit of legacy, which was partially spurred by my feelings and sentiment about losing my friend Pat. And I don't know if Pat thought about her legacy. I don't know if that was something that was conscious within her, but she left one. And she may be gone, but her legacy will never be. I will share those stories and those memories will not go away. And the impact that she had on my life is forever. And I, and I, I, didn't, I didn't have some of these conversations with Pat because A, I was a college student, and, and B, I hadn't really thought through some of these topics myself. But as I think about meaning over money, and I think about Pat's career, and I think about the choices that she made in life. I wonder where her head was at on some of those. Pat could have gone and made far more money doing other things. She certainly could have had a lot less stress and a lot less time at work. But she lived for it. She lived to serve others. She lived to make a difference. And that's just what she did. And that is a legacy. And I think the other thing that sticks out to me is to me, Pat was, Pat was invincible. Pat had more energy and more life and more vigor than, than any person I knew. But we're, we will all die. We will all pass away. That's not a surprise. That's the Captain Obvious thing to say, but what are we going to do with our life? What are, where are we going to put our time and our resources and our passions and our giftedness? Sure, we can put it into accumulating more, more stuff, more money, more status, more power. But there will be a day where we're gone. Then what? What was the purpose? We can't take it with us. None of that we can take with us. And though I didn't have that conversation with Pat, I think she knew that. I think Pat knew her legacy had nothing to do with money. 
or power. Her legacy had to do with impact. Making a difference for that next generation. And I am that next generation. And there's only so many years I have left on this planet, as do you. And I've, I've seen far too many people in the last few years get taken far too fast. And I think, there, I think I've, I have a growing awareness that I don't know how long I'll have. I'm not wishing, I'm not wishing it to being, but I don't know. I don't know how long I have to make an impact on this planet. And there's this idea that floats out there of, I'm just going to spend the next 5, 10, 15 years hoarding as much money as I can so that I can go enjoy the remainder of my life. I can't wrap my head around that. I can't wrap my head around, A, spending all of this time just grinding and hoarding something that doesn't add value to our life so that we can have more so that then down the road we can go do something different. I think about Pat and I think about, I think about the career that she, she lived. She worked, what would that have been, 40-some years. I don't think there were very many things in her life that she cherished more than her work. And it's not to say that her work was an idol. She had a family. She had a husband, kids, grandkids. But her work added richness to her life. She wasn't living a life so that she could desperately get out of her work. She was living a life that added value to her with the work. And I would venture to say if she had her way, she would be working, she would have worked until her 80s because it, it added value to, to her, her journey. And I wrestled, about, I wrestled with this with my own journey when I left my career at 38. I had some people in my life that said, you know, hey, Travis, if you just spend the next three years really grinding away financially, hoarding, you wouldn't have to worry about money ever again. And, and there was a truth to those comments. There was a truth to that. There was a scenario I could have played out where if I would have just kept funneling money into these investments, I wouldn't have had to have worked again. But then I look back. I look back at the last three years, and my goodness, what a three years it has been. The world has changed so much. We've gone through so much as a world. And I ask myself the question sometimes at night, and I'll ask myself, what would have happened had I not moved? A, I would have a lot more money than I do now. I would have a lot. And sometimes you're like, okay, you don't think about that. But I think about what about all the people I wouldn't have interacted with, all the people I wouldn't have intersected with, all the people I wouldn't have impacted? How would their life be different? Because when we interact with people, when we intersect in life and we make a difference, 
we do change people. We change lives. Mine, theirs, and theirs, mine. And I've, I've served a lot of people in a lot of different ways in the last three years. And I, I reflect back and I think to myself, okay, I could have a lot less stress right now. I could have a lot more money. We could still be going on these trips that we, that we love going on. We could have a bigger house. We could have more cars. We could do these things. And then I think to myself, but what about the impact that has been made in these last three years? And, I, and I, when I really get real with myself and I get over my selfish endeavors and my selfish aspirations, there's no amount of money I don't think that I would have exchanged that for. I was serving a purpose in a lot of different lives over the last three years. And to me, that is worth more than any amount of money. I think there's a legacy in that. And there's some people that are listening that need to go and to do the thing that they need to go do. And I hope, and I hope if that's you, I hope you do. I miss, I miss my friend Pat. And there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of takeaways but if I can really just boil it down to see the joy in her work, to see the legacy that she left with others, myself included, I can never, ever forget that. I can never let, let that get out of my mind. It's, it's just cemented inside of me of that example that she set for me. And I don't know if she set it for me. And if she did know, I don't know if she did it intentionally. But it's forever. That's legacy. And I hope that I'm able to make a fraction of the impact that she did in her, in her respective journey. And if I get taken too early, like Pat did, I'll be okay with that. Because I just want to live every day, every week, every month, every year to its fullest. And for me, to its fullest does not mean more. More stuff, more money, more status, more power. It means serving those who I have the privilege to serve the best that I can. And I'm not always going to get it right. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to have regrets. I'm going to wish for some do-overs. But that's all part of it. We're just going to keep moving forward. So, Pat, I miss you. I miss you dearly. I love you. And thank you for the impact that you had on my life. That's all we have for today. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram. Meaning Over Money, or you can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram as well. You can find our Facebook community for our podcast by clicking the link in the show notes, or you can just type in Meaning Over Money Podcast in Facebook and find it there. You can find our YouTube channel, and of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. We'll see you next time. 